Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with an update of the key metrics for the fourth quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 as we're wrapping up the peak weeks of the earnings season. Then we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, we'll look at the price reactions to positive and negative earnings surprises for the fourth quarter. Second, we'll look at comments by S&P 500 companies about Ukraine. But first, let's provide an update for the fourth quarter earnings season for the index. At this point in time, the number of S&P 500 companies beating earnings estimates is slightly above the average, but the amount by which they are beating estimates is slightly below the average. Due to these positive surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the fourth quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the quarter. The index is reporting year-over-year earnings growth above 30% for the fourth straight quarter and earnings growth of more than 45% for the full year. These above-average growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings for 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. Overall, 84% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results for the fourth quarter to date. Of these companies, 77% have reported actual earnings above estimates, which is slightly above the five-year average of 76%. In aggregate, companies are reporting earnings that are 8.5% above estimates, which is slightly below the five-year average of 8.6%. Due to these positive EPS surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the fourth quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the quarter. The blended earnings growth rate for the fourth quarter is 30.9% today compared to an earnings growth rate of 30.2% last week and an earnings growth rate of 21.2% at the end of the fourth quarter back on December 31st. Now, when we use the term blended, we're referencing that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in multiple sectors were responsible for the improvement in overall earnings for the index during the past week. At the company level, the top contributors to the earnings increase for the week were AIG, NVIDIA, Deere & Company, and Kraft Heinz. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in the consumer discretionary, information technology, Financials and healthcare sectors have been the largest contributors to the overall increase in earnings for the index since the end of the fourth quarter. At the company level, the top contributors to the increase in earnings since December 31st are Amazon.com, Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft, Wells Fargo, Pfizer, ExxonMobil, and JPMorgan Chase. If 30.9% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the fourth straight quarter of earnings growth above 30%. These unusually high growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings in 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. 10 of the 11 sectors are reporting year-over-year earnings growth led by the energy sector, for which a growth rate is not available due to the year-ago loss reported by the sector, the industrial sector at 93%, the material sector at 61%, and the consumer discretionary sector at 50%. The index is also reporting earnings growth of 48% for the full year. Looking ahead to 2022, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 5.2% in the first quarter 
and 4.7% in the second quarter. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 19.2, which is above the 5-year average of 18.6 and above the 10-year average of 16.7. However, it is below the forward P.E. ratio of 21.3 recorded at the end of the fourth quarter back on December 31st, as prices have decreased while earnings estimates have increased since the end of the quarter. And during the week, 54 S&P 500 companies, including one Dow 30 component, are scheduled to report results for the fourth quarter. High-profile companies expected to report earnings during the week include Home Depot, Lowe's Companies, Moderna, TJX Companies, and Occidental Petroleum. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is the price reaction to earnings surprises. As we previously noted, 77% of S&P average companies have beat the estimates for the fourth quarter, which is slightly above the five-year average of 76%. And as we also noted, earnings have exceeded estimates by 8.5%, which is slightly below the five-year average of 8.6%. So given this average performance relative to analyst expectations, how has the market responded to positive and negative earning surprises reported by S&P 500 companies during the fourth quarter earnings season? Well, to date, the market is rewarding positive earning surprises less than average and punishing negative earning surprises more than average. Companies that have reported positive earnings surprises for the fourth quarter have seen an average price increase of 0.2% two days before the earnings release through two days after the earnings release. This percentage increase is smaller than the five-year average price increase of 0.8% during the same window for companies reporting positive earnings surprises. In fact, this is the smallest average price increase for S&P 500 companies reporting positive earnings surprises since the fourth quarter of 2020. One example of a company that reported a positive earnings surprise in the fourth quarter, but witnessed a negative stock price reaction is Netflix. On January 20th, the company reported actual EPS of $1.33 for the fourth quarter, which was well above the mean EPS estimate of $0.83. However, from January 18th to January 24th, the stock price for Netflix decreased by 24.2%. On the other hand, companies that have reported negative earnings surprises for the fourth quarter have seen an average price decrease of 2.8% two days before the earnings release through two days after the earnings release. This percentage decrease is larger than the five-year average price decrease of 2.3% during this same window for companies reporting negative earnings surprises. One example of a company that reported a negative EPS surprise in the fourth quarter and saw a substantial negative stock price reaction is Meta Platforms. On February 2nd, the company reported actual EPS of $3.67, which was below the mean EPS estimate of $3.84. From January 31st to February 4th, the stock price for Meta Platforms decreased by 24.3%. So why is the market rewarding positive earnings surprises less than average and punishing negative earnings surprises more than average? Well, while the earnings performance of S&P 500 companies relative to estimates for the fourth quarter is in line with recent averages, it is actually weaker than the performance in recent quarters. From the second quarter of 2020 through the third quarter of 2021, 84% of S&P 500 companies reported a positive earnings surprise on average. In aggregate, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies over these six quarters exceeded estimated earnings by 17.5% on average. During these six quarters, Companies that reported a positive EPS surprise saw an average price increase of 1% over the four-day window, while companies that reported a negative EPS surprise saw an average price decrease of 1.4% over the four-day window. Thus, given the above-average earnings numbers of the last six quarters, 
it appears the market is rewarding average positive earning surprise numbers less than average and punishing average negative earning surprise numbers more than average. In addition, companies and analysts have been more negative in their outlooks and estimate revisions for the first quarter relative to recent quarters. In terms of earnings guidance from corporations, 71% of the S&P 500 companies that have issued EPS guidance for the first quarter have issued negative guidance. This is the highest percentage of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance since the third quarter of 2019. In terms of revisions of EPS estimates, industry analysts cut EPS estimates in aggregate for S&P 500 companies during the month of January by 0.7%. This marked the first aggregate decline in expected earnings over the first month of a quarter since the second quarter of 2020. Thus, the market may be reacting more to the negative earnings guidance and downward estimate revisions for the first quarter of 2022 than the earnings surprises being reported for the fourth quarter of 2021. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is comments on Ukraine by S&P 500 companies. During each corporate earnings season, it is not unusual for companies to comment on subjects that had an impact on their earnings and revenues in a given quarter or may have an impact on earnings and revenues in future quarters. Given the concerns in the market about a possible military invasion of Ukraine by Russia, have S&P 500 companies commented on the situation in Ukraine on their earnings calls for the fourth quarter? Well, FactSet Document Search, which allows users to search for keywords or phrases across multiple document types, was used to answer this question. Through Document Search, FactSet searched for the term Ukraine in the conference call transcripts of all the S&P 500 companies that conducted earnings conference calls from December 15th to February 17th. Of these companies, 18 have cited the term Ukraine on their earnings calls for the fourth quarter, which is well above the five-year average of four. In fact, this is the highest number of S&P 500 companies citing Ukraine on earnings calls since the third quarter of 2014. Over the past 10 years, the highest number of S&P 500 companies that have cited Ukraine on their quarterly earnings calls is 40, which occurred in the first quarter of 2014. However, it should be noted that this number only reflects 4% of the total number of S&P 500 companies that have conducted earnings calls during this period. By contrast, 72% of S&P 500 companies have cited inflation on earnings calls over the same period. Of these 18 companies, 8 have commented on the situation during the past week. One possible reason for the small number of companies commenting on the situation in Ukraine is that S&P 500 companies overall have little revenue exposure to Russia and Ukraine. The combined revenue exposure of the S&P 500 to Russia and Ukraine is about 1%. It is interesting to note that the 25 S&P 500 companies with the highest combined revenue exposure to Russia and Ukraine have seen an average price decline of 9.2% since December 31st. Overall, all S&P 500 companies have seen an average price decline of 5.3% since December 31st. This concludes our podcast this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, Please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. Music.